Hi, this is Bianca. And this is Anna. And welcome back to a new episode of Girl Talk Mondays. Mondays. Hello guys, we are back and today's podcast episode is a really special one. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's super interesting to discuss this topic. Yes. After all, it's what we do best. Oh yeah. Maybe not best. (laughs) Not best, just joking. But it is what we (laughs) do. Just joking. (laughs) We actually do it really terribly. (laughs) We're going to give you advice now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So a little hint. We are talking about social media, yes. all things, influencer marketing, being a blogger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how to become an influencer. The guide. <laughs> 2.0. No. We're not going to be... No. Not a guide. Definitely not, not, not a guide. Not. Don't take it all to heart. But we are yeah. talking about our experience since we do have quite a lot of experience, mm-hmm. both Anna and I, because we do do this like... Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much full Every time. day. Every day. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of you actually really want to know since, you know... What we show on Instagram isn't all that goes behind it. No. Like, what is actually our job? What does it consist mm-hmm. of? What does being an influencer mean? And, yeah, yeah so many other so things. So much more. How, how much would you say actually is shown on Instagram? Like, Almost nothing. Like, like 10%? Yeah, like 10%. Mm-hmm. Just the final product. You only mm-hmm. see the end result, which is in the end an image, because mm-hmm. you are, you know, marketing online, essentially. Yeah on a social media platform so you only see the content part Mm. but none of the work that goes actually behind it it's like when you see a spread in a magazine you're not going to see all the sweat and tears that go behind that yeah it's like when you see a website that's launched like the top shop website you don't know what every person's job in the company is to get that website up and running Mm -hmm. and there's so many jobs that go behind just one campaign shoot or one website Mm -hmm. and we're doing all of that by ourselves exactly yeah it's a one-man show guys so really we're the best yes (laughs) (laughs) there we go that's all (laughs) bye (laughs) no okay so we've asked you guys some questions as well but i think we're gonna divide these into topics right just so we can cover more things yeah because we wanted this to be like of course fun and insightful but Mm -hmm. we really want you to be able to actually learn what you want to know yeah yeah because rather than just seeing you know us do our thing on instagram all the Mm -hmm. time we want to know what really you're thinking and if -hmm. you want to know how this works we want to actually tell you yeah and to see what actually goes behind it so i think first we'll do tips to get into the industry and Mm -hmm. i feel like we can only talk about the uk market because we came through the uk influencer market is it yeah it's much it's different it's different. We are, mm-hmm. I would say that, like, we are in the UK influencer market, but we also do travel. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but, like, I've collaborated before with international brands. Yeah, me you too. You have, too, with yeah. brands from Sweden. I am yeah. from the States, from France, from mm-hmm. Spain, from Italy. So even though we are based in the UK, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that our audience is only from the UK no. and that we only work with UK brands. Mm-hmm. It's just that this is where we're based, so mm-hmm. it's you know, where we have the most, like, um, yeah, basically, mm-hmm. like, events and actual meetings with brands and that kind of thing happens yeah. in the UK. Where's your, where's most of your followers from? Actually, it's from the US. Really? The majority. Mine's yeah, UK. Yeah. Mine's UK first. Yeah, mine's UK second. Yeah, mine's UK US is, second. is a big amount, but mm-hmm. US also, just because it's such a big continent. Yeah. So. Yeah, Exactly. That's where my second biggest is. And then I think actually my... Yeah, then it's Germany. Then it's mm. Italy. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I have Italy. I have, I think, Russia in there as well. Mm-hmm. But, I feel but like, it's very spread out. I feel like yeah. it's... Yeah. It's almost really hard to target just one location on social mm-hmm. media because everyone can see mm-hmm. anyway. But I feel content. like in London, I have 11% of my following is mm-hmm. just in London. Yeah, I have about the, about 14%, I yeah. think. It's, it's a lot. just in London, yeah. And in the UK, something like 19, 20, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, so tips about getting into, into the, industry. the industry. So we did speak briefly in one of our earlier episodes. I think it was the second one where we spoke yeah. about fashion school. Oh, yeah, yeah, We yeah. mentioned at the end, if you guys got to that part, like how we actually started. So we're not going to go deep into it, but if yeah. you do want to know how we got started and why, you can, you listen. can yeah, listen to that podcast mm-hmm. episode. And what did you do to kind of like... I'm, I'm going to be the interviewer. Yeah, okay. What did you, you do to start? Like, how did you how did you start scaling it? So I was very much hands-on. Like, from the very beginning, I was always reaching out to brands yeah. to be like, oh, um, can I, like, maybe not work with you? Because I was, you know, as I was growing, mm-hmm. I wasn't making any money from it for a long time, guys. Yeah. It's so hard like, to make yeah, money from it. Yeah, like, 
you know, can I, can we collaborate and work together? And I would either like loan or receive gifts in yeah. exchange of creating content, just because uh, since I did fashion, there's only so much I could do with restyling my outfits. I yeah. wanted to get new things so that it would be interesting for my viewers that more people could mm -hmm. come and check and see, you know, all the different things I'm styling. But I also thought it would be great for me to make contacts. Yeah. So I oh, contacted yeah, brands yeah. purposely so that they could know like, okay, she's out there, she's doing content creation. Yeah. And at the time, it was very much divided in social media where there were like the very big influencers, mm -hmm. you know, Victoria from in the Fro, yeah. Okachur, um, who else? Christina Bazin. When did Okachur start? Wasn't it? It was like four years yeah, ago. Yeah, four years ago, like around yeah. the time I started. I feel she, like grew she very yeah, she quickly. grew fast because of traveling, right? Yeah, because she found yeah. out what she was doing. So there was like that end of the spectrum of very mm -hmm. big influencers yeah and then there was very small but there wasn't, there wasn't a between. lot of in between uh. people and the people who were kind of in between like maybe at 100k mm. they were also considered quite big so they had a yeah. lot of great opportunities really fast and now yeah. it's become super competitive because of the amount of people that do it it's so saturated yeah so like yeah. at the time you know when i had less than 5,000 followers maybe i was already going mm. to press events and to really? fashion week shows oh my god yeah you were so good at getting in there i was good at talking my way into it and justifying it yeah. and i had a website and i said you know i can bring you value not through the amount of followers that i have but through my articles yeah. and through writing and reviewing uh, and seo and that's how i kind of talked my way through it at the beginning basically how do you do seo i still don't know <laughs> <laughs> i mean okay so you'll know the on, there's like plugins that you can get on wordpress yeah I have and those. I'm not, I don't do anything fancy, literally, I just do that, and I try to tag, like, um, what, you're, yeah, yeah. what you're writing about, what I'm mm -hmm. writing about, mm -hmm. and also, it's important in your articles to link as many things as possible, so if you're talking about something, you can link it to a site, yeah. and if you're also talking about something that you've mentioned pre previously in your blog, you need yeah. to relink yourself, basically, oh. but a lot of the brands still value blog posts because mm. of the keywords, and that when you pull up that keyword like, I don't know, green top shop dress uh, for, I don't know, spring, mm -hmm. summer uh, with snake print or something like specific, mm -hmm. when you pull it up, you'll see top shop, yeah. top shop this, top shop that, but underneath you'll see like, you Blood know, posts. Bianca wears this dress, yeah. blah, blah, Anna, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that means that people are showing it more. So that's really good yeah. for the brand. So that's why they wanted to still get in with blog posts. Mm -hmm. And like, I work with Farfetch at the moment mm -hmm. and I've done two blog posts for them. Oh yeah, they that's want That's what blog they posts. want, yeah. exactly. Yep. Mm. And it has nothing to do with the amount of reach. My blog, it's not a huge, you know, yeah. I don't have a huge audience on there, yeah. but it's good enough to gain them, yeah, SEO. The coverage Coverage, well, exactly. Yeah. They want people to, when they go in and search on the internet, they want them to see reviews. Yes. And kind of people talking positively about the brand without it being fake. Because so many, I don't know how they do it, but companies, they have fake reviews as well. Yeah, that's so true. There weird. are some fake reviews that come on. It's so strange. It's, yeah, it's quite difficult how, how this all works. Yeah, I saw some girl as well. Uh, I think it was like Sinead mm -hmm. that she posted a video with a brand and then there was mm. really a lot of weird comments oh, on I did her YouTube see that. videos. Yeah, she posted a YouTube video and she got comments all about like the, the brand. Yeah, the brand and yeah. their, what was the, it, like, their, their, their unique delivery quality. service, customer service. But I think that not, not most companies wouldn't do that. No, but, but it's so strange. Yeah, that one is a little bit suspicious. Yeah, so sometimes they do that. Anyways, how to get into the industry. <laughs> well, I also started with my blog and I was blogging every single day and I was on a Swedish blogging platform and then that kind of took off I had like maybe 700 readers a day which is quite That's a lot really good honestly for just starting yeah. yeah and I just posted like pictures of me because you started on a platform so you were yeah. connected to a site that already mm -hmm. had other blogs basically. yeah so people would just go into mine and find me yeah people liked that I was in London and they were seeing it then I started my own blog, and then I was like, wait, everything's on Instagram. Mm -hmm. and this has to be on Instagram. Exactly. And this was last year in, not last year, in 2017 in, oh my god, it's two years ago now. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. It was, um, yeah, in 2017 yeah, in, yeah. in like September. Yeah. I think it had like 4,000 followers. Yeah, okay. So a year and a few months ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's interesting to talk about both of our experiences, because mm -hmm. I started like two and a half years before you started. Yeah. And the industry changed completely. So much. So it's, yeah. So how we both grew yeah. is very different, Very I think. different. 
when I started, um, where was it? It was, yeah, I was doing loads of unfollow, follow, unfollow. Mm-hmm. I don't do it anymore, but I had to do it so long and it actually did work for mm-hmm. a while. But now they have it. They're picking it up. Mm-hmm. They have uh, radars that pick up if you do follow and follow, yeah. so you cannot do that anymore. No, it's not a tactic at the moment. No, at all. It I won't think, work. Yeah, you could have gotten away with it mm-hmm. five years ago or mm-hmm. something like that, where you people actually gained year, like really quickly. Yeah, but... I didn't gain really quickly. I was literally on my phone like five hours a day. I was uh, like shooting content first yeah. when I was in uni. Then I was uploading content. Then I was doing comments on every single person I ever saw Mm. and then I was like following random people yeah then I unfollowed them later and I saw though it was not good for my engagement yeah but I was gaining followers but it wasn't the right way to do it and I see that now but it did work for me because it started working better and better when I was creating better content but I would say I grew from 4,000 followers in September 2017 Mm to like 10,000 in January. Okay, through doing that. Through doing that. Yeah, but But did your engagement go up? It did, but not so much. Okay. Not that much. I mean, you have to start somewhere, that's the thing. Like when I started, I remember, although, you know, I went to my first press day at like 600 followers, which Mm -hmm. is the most ridiculous thing. That's crazy. Because it wasn't about my Instagram. Like like I said, it was about my blog at that point. If you didn't have a blog and you had 600 followers, Mm -hmm. you forget it. But, um, yeah, it just took me forever to get my first 1,000. And then yeah. from that, took forever to get my next, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five thousand. 5,000. It but, takes so long. Yeah, but from 5,000, once I hit that mark, until, like, mm-hmm. 20,000, it was growing quite quickly. Like, really? maybe 200 a day at the time. Mine never did that until recently. Yeah, m- mm-hmm. no, mine recently now is growing well. But mm-hmm. I had a weird, um, like... Yeah, I guess path I could say mm-hmm. because it took it started it was growing very slowly it was being very stable and then it started like exponentially growing mm-hmm. and that's because I was um, going to more events so yeah. brands were posting and tagging me in their yeah. photos mm-hmm. that was a big thing back then I think brands are more picky about who they share now mm-hmm. but me just by going and by you know taking photos of myself and of their products yeah. at the event they would then reshare my photos on their Instagram pages. Mm-hmm. And tag me in it, like Boohoo was a big one, House of Fraser, mm-hmm. Pretty Little Thing. Like, yeah. I kind of targeted those brands that already had a big mm-hmm. following at the mm-hmm. time um, in order That's to smart. yeah get myself known. So I started a little bit with high street fashion, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And yeah, made my way up there. But I also really engaged with the community. Yeah, and, you know, That's like important. you said, yeah, yeah. That's commented so and yeah. followed other bloggers. And I met up with so many mm-hmm. bloggers as well, just to shoot, create content. Yeah attend events with each other so yeah. that we could meet new contacts and exactly. mine was all about networking that's actually how mm-hmm. I grew but my content only started getting better maybe mm-hmm. like two years ago mm-hmm. basically mine literally I figured out my I was like I'm not gonna grow until I figure out my thing because I had like an identity crisis for a while literally Did because you? <laughs> yeah I like I don't remember if you well, if when we met it was yeah. really different yeah because I had short hair yeah, and you I had wore short hair. everything was so it wasn't me mm-hmm. I remember that I had I was in the stage where I was just in uni I didn't really know what I was doing and I saw on Instagram that everyone who looked really cool was mm-hmm. really big so I yeah. started buying sneakers with fur on them cool I know I can't know. imagine that and I've never seen your so sneakers weird. apart from gym clothes exactly and it's, it's <laughs> just so weird and then I was I was like okay this is I'm gonna have to do this to gain followers and I have yeah. to take really cool edgy photos and it was like all yeah. dark editing yeah I don't know if you remember, but I it was remember. so dark. It was very gloomy, yeah. Yeah, but I was always in, like, cafes, but it was still a bit, like, fancy. But Yeah, it was always yeah. still fancy. It just didn't match. It just didn't really match That's my personality. Exactly. And then I started playing around with Lightroom in, I think, March. Yeah, mm. in March. And then I found my, like, pinky... Yeah, you found your preset. signature theme. And I then think. I found all the flowers in yeah. the springtime. Oh, my God, it's in, like, two months. This, we're gonna ace it. We're gonna, yeah, be on it with content this spring, guys. Honestly, this is the worst time. Right now it's uh, January. Oh my god, I forgot what month it is. <laughs> it's January, and February and January is the worst. Yeah, it's really hard um, to shoot. It's there's nothing. freezing, the struggle. That's yeah. why I find myself so lucky when I work with a photographer and we can just get things mm-hmm. done, 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 and only shoot once a week as well. 
Yeah. Because like that, I don't have to face the cold numerous times. Because yeah. it is challenging and I've had to in the past. And it's, yeah, it's so bad now with the weather. And then in the spring, it's so easy because there's literally flower displays everywhere. There's yeah. flowers everywhere. Yeah. I love pink and white and when I wear that in front of these flowers that's when my followers started growing for real that's true for you it it started going really well because your pastel theme matched my personality your personality and and your clothes and what you were wearing yeah and people kind of took to that Mm -hmm. and I think once you have so a big part of it like a big tip if you're Mm -hmm. starting or if you already have an audience but you're a bit lost like I was two years ago like Anna Mm -hmm. was too yeah you need to find your niche like what is it that you do really well that no one else can do yeah maybe no one else does as well or maybe it's like it's Mm -hmm. just more your thing yeah because you can't be everyone and you can't do everything like no I remember I was trying to shoot I don't know, content like travel photos. Mm-hmm. Um, My travel like didn't do that good. Detail shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just, I don't know, I was trying to do a little bit of everything, like close-up yeah. beauty photos, but not everything works for for you, for yeah. your audience, and you need to find out what it is. First, yeah. I mean, you decide, you know, what you want to do, what you want to represent, and mm-hmm. then you see how well it works. But the more you believe in something and the more you actually take your niche and you post only that like yeah Anna's the best example for this to be honest yeah I am you actually. took your filter and you created those bright colors mm-hmm. and that's what you're known for now like yeah. if you went to a normal filter I'm sure it would do well because you've built your audience I don't think so but I think that you're gonna yeah. keep growing because of this niche that mm-hmm. you have this signature look and you just post only that like yeah don't I do diversify but I started like toning it down a bit now you did I don't know if yeah you've seen you it. went more natural yeah exactly. so mine is still very out it was there. very like very pink 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 but now I've started toning it this summer it was still very bright and I think in the summers my photos are going to be brighter because it's nicer outside yeah. and everything it's still not going to be as overexposed though I'm putting more detail in there it's because I'm trying to make it more not relatable but more yeah actually more real yeah and I want people to follow this is me a good for question, me as well. actually though because mm-hmm. a lot of the times like people will say if your photos are overly edited that oh this is not real life yeah why do you think I'm gonna ask you this question why yeah. do you think it works so well for you and do you ever get criticism from people saying that this doesn't look real no I no. never do because I don't photoshop in like crazy moons and stars yeah I see a lot of people do that they have, I know that sometimes I follow girls and they literally, it's, there's nothing wrong with it, but I understand why people follow them for the editing exactly. and not for the outfits. I asked yeah. actually my followers or the people, yeah, the people who follow me, I asked them what they go from my, to my account for and mm-hmm. they said fashion. Yeah. So now I started scaling it with, I do like every two days, I do five, my five top picks of something. I started that now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, I do outfit videos. Did you see my videos? Yeah, doing I saw videos. Your videos. Yeah. <laughs> cool, right? Yeah, actually something really good to touch on is yeah, we were trends. talking about growth, right? Put into tap into the trends. Yeah, yeah, it tap works. into the trends on Instagram. So Not all of see, them though. No. I mean, this is an example. Mm-hmm. I so I started growing a lot more. I hit a stagnant point after around maybe like 50k where it was growing mm-hmm. really 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 slowly. Mm-hmm. And then around 80k it just wasn't growing for nearly a year and I was wondering what yeah, what was going wrong. Me. Yeah. And the thing that was going wrong was that I didn't know what I was doing. Like I started as a blogger mm-hmm. and I wanted to be everything and I wanted to do beauty and fashion and lifestyle and you can, but you need to find your style. Yeah. So as soon as I found out what it was for me which is high quality photos always Mm -hmm. really beautiful fashion outfits nothing simple and basic Mm -hmm. and definitely more on the higher end of things and not very high street I'm trying to switch yeah then I started growing like crazy again yeah exactly basically my engagement like doubled and my following Mm -hmm. grew like quite consistently yeah and I'm now losing my point actually (laughs) I was gonna (laughs) anyways what was I trying to say (laughs) I was gonna talk about trends so yeah I yeah try to follow like what is it that's working but without copying everybody yeah so you're gonna get lost exactly you're just gonna get lost so you know you can only grow to a certain point by you know copying, copying others mm-hmm. but you need to do what your 
known mm-hmm. for and what's your thing you need to find something unique that people can gain from you when they follow you yeah you need to create value i actually had a meeting with a consultant this is mm-hmm. how far i'm taking this guys <laughs> this is a business for us honestly it is a business and we're going to touch on that in a little bit as well yeah i think it's really important to know what is our day-to-day exactly but i sat down with this consultant i don't know if i told you about this no you didn't yeah, yeah i sat down with this consultant <laughs> fancy i know and then we were talking about it and he was like yeah so i and then he told me to ask people why they follow me and so I checked and everyone said fashion. Some people said, they said like fashion and the filter. Some people said the podcast actually. Really? Yeah, they said like oh, fashion nice. and your podcast. Yay. Yeah. So hey guys, <laughs> if you're listening to this. But um, yeah, so I told him that and then he was like, so what can you do? Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to test out. I'm going to share five different items every two days. Of, mm-hmm. And I people sent in, like 100 people sent in items they want yeah. that they can't find. And oh. they want, so I'm doing their personal shopping and That's I really love good. it. That's yeah. a good idea. And people love it. Mm-hmm. They want it. You know, that's what they want. That's why they follow others for. Exactly. That's they what I figured out. And they want advice and they want yeah. you to give things to them easily without easily. having to do all the search yourself. Because he so he told me, write down a list of everything you do in your daily day. Daily day, oh my god. Everything <laughs> you do on your day to day and yeah. you have a list and you write down what you do and what you find annoying. Yeah. And so you have to have a problem to solve. What problem right. are you solving for your for your followers or for the people yeah. that you want to tap into, you want to engage mm-hmm. with, what are you going to help them with? Some exactly. people do fitness routines. Some yeah. people are mommy bloggers. They help out with like new mommy, I don't know, yeah. utensils, yeah. <laughs> something. <laughs> or like just having an emotional support. Some people do really nice quotes. Yeah. Most people do fashion. Some people do YouTube and that's why they Beauty have big... videos. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, this is true. Yeah. With any business, you need to exactly. find out a problem and find out how you can solve it. How can you solve it? Exactly. And for me, of course, he said, you know, Anna, I don't think you have a big problem you're trying to solve. You're not so, You're not solving world hunger. You're not solving right. people who feel really insecure about themselves. You're just helping girls like you find things that they want easily yeah exactly. and you have to be the go-to point before they go to asos before they go anywhere else you have to be the person they go yeah, to the to first find source of inspiration exactly mm-hmm. i'm looking for a cream jumper i know that anna wears a lot of cream jumpers let's go, go see. see what does she buy and then exactly. go through me and find stuff yeah, and that's they're a really buying... valid point exactly so you need to know why you're doing what you're doing and for me when i wasn't focusing on anything it was only like a month ago mm-hmm. before i started going into this and I started looking into the hashtags that I need to use for my mm-hmm. content for people to find it. I yeah. needed to tone down my editing a little bit. Yeah. Like all of these things I've been implementing now, even my YouTube videos, he told me, focus less on your YouTube mm-hmm. and focus on why, like building what you have. Exactly. YouTube, you don't, you only have like, I only have like 300 yeah. subscribers. Yeah. It's worth the time yeah. if you have the time to do it, but if exactly. you don't, you need to pick an investment and yeah. if you can see more value is brought through your Instagram, then mm-hmm. take that to the next level. Exactly. Because I don't have the time for YouTube right now. No, exactly. I really don't. It's all about that. And podcasting, I feel like it's such a better opportunity as well. And I love mm-hmm. it. And YouTube, yeah, I like it. Passion project. Exactly, so. it is. But YouTube, I like it. But it's not something I'm like super passionate about. Yeah, yeah, I see. I'm really but not. I think I completely agree with that because mm-hmm. I as well tried YouTube, but I realized that what people liked from me was actually, you know, my outfits, my style, yeah. my photography. That was their inspiration. Mm-hmm rather than what I do in my day-to-day life you know like I feel like that kind of thing I can capture it on my stories yeah but it wasn't what like drew people to me so therefore you know that was the purpose of my YouTube Mm -hmm. and it wasn't working as well but Mm -hmm. Instagram had another purpose and it was completely growing for what I'm doing at the moment exactly so yeah you have to think think about it like if if this was a business a spa if this was a spa that we had mm-hmm. we're not going to just go about our day-to-day life and be like yeah it's good enough it's good enough we're not getting that many customers no new customers but it's fine you right. know but if we're a spa and what we do we have like i don't know 10 loyal customers who come yeah. in and they do a facial mm-hmm. but we're like oh well we, we don't have expand. enough yeah yeah we're gonna have just like one person that works on facials mm-hmm. and then one on nails and one on yeah. i don't know hair one on massage mm-hmm. but we know that facials are what people like mm-hmm. then we'll just be wasting our time because yeah. we won't be able to book in as many people to do facials exactly so instead it would be better to hire like three people to do facials yeah. and one to do nails and massage yeah exactly for example and you really have to focus like those people that do the spa or that was just an example they're not gonna sit and be like oh yeah that's enough we're good yeah we're not gonna change no, anything exactly. to you'll improve. always want your business to grow yeah and this is a business for us and i think it started being a business for me, not that long ago, honestly. Um, 
Actually, I have a question, which yeah. people might think could be interesting. Yeah. What do you consider as a business when yeah. you're doing Instagram? Does it define how much you make or does it define if you're growing really well? How do you define mm-hmm. it as, a bi- as being a business, you know? For me, I think it's it's been... I was having a really hard time this summer trying to figure out if I was even doing anything with my Instagram. Mm-hmm. But now that I really have... After, actually, I talked to this consultant guy. He yeah. really made me see that it is a business because I'm putting in, like, four hours a day Yeah. after university. I'm sitting with this until I close my eyes at night. Yeah, so time invested It's in time it. invested. He also said I have to put in the money I make versus the hours and see if it's worth it. Yeah. And for me, also, when he told me that, I was about to, like say doesn't really matter because Mm -hmm. I love it so much yeah but he was like you know you even though you love it so much in three years if it's not tripled or yeah it's not financially if it's not sustainable then you have to let it go yeah something it's like a business yeah that's really true it's like starting up that spot in four years if you're not making any money you're not going to keep going just because you like it exactly you have to figure something else out something and yeah Yeah. every business has to be financially exactly sustainable and you can't just be successful the first time around like if I kept going with that different look that I had with like the short hair and just Mm -hmm. like wearing different clothes for me that I didn't really like Mm -hmm. if that didn't work if I just stayed doing that the whole time and it kept not working not working i mean yeah it's not gonna help whoa it just started rain? pouring rain right now yeah oh my god was that rain yeah it sounded like a like thunder well yes anyways the rain rudely interrupted me but like, yeah no worries <laughs> i'll just i'll just talk here yeah continue. but um but so yeah so i realized that i don't know i don't have that much time i have like 18 months really until I finish my master's and then if I'm not earning enough I have to kind of I have to go into a full-time job obviously which I will for sure but if this is not earning enough money and if it's not worth my time if I'd rather make time for something else maybe a family or something that I want to focus on something else then Mm -hmm. I have to let it go if it's not working for me yeah it's not all about if you love it I mean you can do you can paint once a week if you love it but you yes, cannot but you sit can't and focus, paint four yeah. hours a day if you don't have time. Exactly. Just because. And if it's not, yeah, if it's not working as well and you don't see a potential. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really so, true. So, yeah, for now, I think that's what defines it as a business is if it's something that has potential to grow for you to make a living out of it. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be what is making a living for you right now, but it's something that has the potential to grow or yeah. if you're willing to make it grow. Exactly, yeah, because you can never start something anyway and make the income that you want. No, not directly. I mean, no, and especially no. this kind of uh, job. It's a lot. Mm. It's a bit like doing an unpaid internship for a year, you know? For many years. Yeah, for many years. It's kind of like that. No yeah. matter, I mean, it depends, you know, you can grow really fast or you can go really, really slow. It really depends. It just depends on, you know, what you do, how you get out there, Mm -hmm. Instagram algorithm, unfortunately, which, you know, these are just things that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's no secret. But But yeah, what do we do on a... ingredients to it. Exactly. But what do we do on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that. So what is behind the final Instagram photo? Yeah. So there's quite a lot because we are not only, like, we do our own photography and editing. We do Mm -hmm. our own... Um, outreach to brands we yeah do, emails yeah our own emails where we are sometimes our own personal assistant going to pick up bags of clothing yeah, and returning them usually sometimes they can send it to us though, sometimes they amazing. can send it yeah, yeah yeah so okay let's go through like say it was a monday and that would be like a typical day because okay the before thing is, we started uni or no let's just do a day right yeah now. let's just do a day as an influencer what would you do on a day today during a week like right now yeah okay right now so for me right now, I'm in my master's program. So literally, I'm not really sleeping and I'm getting loads of pimples and it's really bad. <laughs> Anyways, woohoo! And yeah. I, I'm like skipping lunch and eating like cookies. It's so bad. It's terrible. The life of being a student, you know? It's so bad. But yeah, I wake up usually at 6 a.m. because I have to be in class at 8 a.m. And it takes me 15 minutes to get there. But I wake up and I go and I check all my messages. And then I go into my bathroom. I watch like a TED talk on how to grow mm-hmm. my business and <laughs> I get good. ready. Yeah, I do yeah. that every morning. Then I sit down. I have like 20 minutes to eat. Then I get on the tube. I listen to podcasts on and I jot down ideas for different projects or things I want to do. 
or I, le- I read all my stuff for uni that I needed to read the night before that I didn't have time to read. Yeah. Then I get to uni. I sit in uni for eight hours usually and we have projects to do. So I sit there. Then on the train back home, I'm usually reading for uni. And then I get back home and then I will post an Instagram photo and then I will sit. I will do emails and then I'll edit pictures and then I'll be um, answering emails mm-hmm. and then I'll go to bed. And go, I'll go to the gym or on days where I have less uni let's say I start at 11 a.m I will shoot at 9 mm-hmm. until 10 30 and then I'll go to uni if I end at 2 30 I'll shoot from 2 30 to like 3 30 mm-hmm. then I'll go home and then I'll edit um what else will I do on the weekends I will not go out on Friday or I'll go home at like 12 yeah and then <laughs> sleeping I'll... early is a big part of it <laughs> exactly and then I'll wake up at seven I'll shoot content from nine to around when it gets dark mm-hmm. maybe four then after that I will usually in the morning as well I will shoot a YouTube video mm-hmm. or a outfit of the day video then after that I'll get home I will eat lunch usually at like 4 p.m and <laughs> yeah that is true that's a very typical yeah. thing for us and I'll edit and then I'll upload a video or <laughs> yeah something yeah I'll edit a YouTube video and then I'll go to bed. Next day I'll wake up on Sunday. I'll wake up at 7 Mm a.m. I'll film another outfit video. (laughs) I'll shoot more content until it gets dark. Then I will go to the gym. Then I might see some friends. No, we'll podcast. We'll podcast. We'll podcast on Sunday. Exactly. Sometimes I will see someone quickly for coffee on these days as well or in Mm. the evening for a drink. And then the week starts again. Yeah. And that's my week. And it's so boring. <laughs> and it's not like everyone thinks it's I'm like boring. always at like cafes. Also, I'm not even doing events right now. Yeah, I'm not doing events right now either because I'm yeah. just so busy. Don't but, have time. Yeah, I'll just do like a, a typical what I do as a full-time influencer. Like, yeah. You know, what I did basically. And so, for example, it's Monday morning. I would wake up. Mm-hmm. I would wake up at a good time. Like... Mm-hmm. 6.37 or 7.30, I need to, you know, as long as I get my schedule straight, yeah. have breakfast while being on my emails. So mm-hmm. I would answer emails from brands, read my emails from previous collaborations, send invoices. Oh, and yeah. also on LinkedIn, there's something called Sales Navigator, and it's a premium feature, Ooh. which you can have, which I thought that, that was really important for me if I want to invest into my business. Mm-hmm. I will use that because you can actually chat to people and connect, and you can research. Like, if you want to see who works for, you know, I don't know, a brand that you desire to work with mm-hmm. in the future that you like. Let's take an example. I work with Farfetch at the moment, but let's mm-hmm. say that I didn't and I didn't know anybody at Farfetch. Mm-hmm. I would be able to go on Sales Navigator and look at jobs at people who work at farfetch in oh marketing gosh. and in social media really get their contact be able to connect with them and send them a short short message to introduce myself and yeah. say i'd love to connect more i'd love to mm-hmm. you know show you like propose what i could do how we could work together let mm-hmm. me know if you're interested and then as soon as i get responses from people usually they'll send me their email they'll say hey or i'm not the right person to contact mm-hmm. you can reach out to this person and then we'll get a conversation going like i've you know, you have to do this quite a lot. It is like very yeah. admin-y, the part mm-hmm. of, um, you know, being an influencer. But yeah. the more you want to get out there as a business, that's kind people. of what you need to do. Exactly. You need to outreach. Yeah. So I write down, you know, at the end of every week, like brands that I contacted that I got an answer to, mm-hmm. brands that I didn't hear back from, brands that I want to work with. Mm-hmm. And then I started all over again where I contact new brands to try to get new contacts. I need to do and that. And build up that list never do that so that's that's really good i know you should oh my god i need to pay that. for that it's really good it is expensive but i think mm-hmm. it's worth it because you know if that's what you do what did um, you put on your linkedin for this did you put like i put blogger okay. and digital influencer because okay. i have a blog and i'm on social media yeah i have so, a blog too i just never update yeah so that's <laughs> <laughs> great it's okay it's fine yeah but so that's what i do every morning as and answering my emails and all that because mm-hmm. i feel like people are mostly on their linkedin anyway in the morning mm-hmm. rather than you know waiting for emails to come in with work i thought mm-hmm. you know i'm just gonna be the one to outreach as well people hit their emails right when they get to their desk exactly yeah. so that's really important um yeah. another part of my day so after i will do that i'll get ready and most likely what i'll do is either i'll go because i have an event 
mm-hmm. or I'll go out because I have a shoot, so I shoot once a week. Yeah. So this was before like, work outfits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and it's anyway kind of what I do on the on like a weekend. Weekend. Let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm just giving you an example of like what an influencer would do, like what I did as a full time influencer. Yeah. Yeah. Events. Um, a lot of events. It's like a day to day, which I still do anyway. Yeah. Exactly. It's just more full on. Now it's more full on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I would go out and shoot a bit before that as well. I might do mood boards for brands that I work with, like. Ooh. I don't know, for example, if I work with Thomas Sabo mm-hmm. or if I work with Ernest Jones or if I work with Moto Operandi, I might do, like, when I have a shoot, I always want to plan, like, the outfit with the product yeah, with too. the right location. So mm-hmm. I'll do some mood board and some research. And I used to have a lot of help with this, too, from my photographer and my friend, Maria. Oh, yeah. She moved to Cyprus, though, but, you yeah, she was really so cool. Much, yeah, 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 she's so nice. And we're probably going to see each other soon. I'll probably come to Cyprus once the weather gets nice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah she, once the weather gets nice <laughs> yeah she was like so such a good part of my team because yeah. not only was she my, my photographer but she really understood my brand as well and was yeah. able to help me with mood boards and ideas which was really cool mm-hmm. if I ever have an assistant like that would be an important thing I think yeah. is to actually do that because I Getting invest the time right? yeah, yeah into my content yeah um so that's that and then some days would also include going to pick up clothing from PR agencies yeah. when I loan so that I can have more interesting ideas for mm-hmm. outfits and I can always constantly inspire. You have to see them too. Yeah, you have to go see mm-hmm. them. I can have coffees with brands, yeah. meetings with brands. I don't have that much anymore. Yeah. I used I, to. I have them when I feel like they're really important. I try yeah. not to go to do everything. I try not to mm-hmm. go to a ton of events if yeah. I don't feel like they'll be useful in the end. I try to manage my time carefully. I'm doing that now too. Yeah, it's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the beginning, I think if you want to grow, you have to try go to go to everything because you can just meet yeah. so many people. Yeah. And if you just go to one a week, you, you might you not so be able to meet too. the right people. Yeah, you meet yeah. friends and then you, you make can shoot together. In industry, yeah. Exactly. So you need to get out there and network. Exactly. So that's kind of what we do on our day to day basis yeah. and what our job consists of. So as you can see, it's a lot. A lot of it's stuff like a, right a normal now. job. You know, you do emails, yeah. you contact people, you yeah. have to socialize and go to networking events. And you have to finally create your content. We have and to be so social. Yeah. We have to be very social. Oh my god. It is a busy job. Yeah. You might have an event to go to at 8, 9 p.m. after you've done all of this already. Mm-hmm. And you still have to wake up early the next day because you might have a brand trip abroad or yeah. a shoot you need to do in the morning. So mm-hmm. It's yeah, a lot. You have to manage your own time as well. Exactly. You can't just be like, oh, 5 p.m. I'm done. Let's go home. Yeah, and there's not your boss there to tell you, oh, you must go to this event. Yeah, there are so many times where I just come home and I'm exhausted. I've shoot, I've done a shoot. I had to edit really quickly to submit to a brand. Yeah, and then I have an event, and I know it's an important one. But I'm like, oh, I don't want to go. But then I know I have to force myself Mm -hmm. to go because Mm -hmm. I have to be really social. You're your own boss. Yeah, and you have to learn how to really. It sounds really bad, but you have to learn how to kind of woo in the PR people as well. Mm-hmm. To be, I mean, you don't really have to try that much, but sometimes after after events, my brain is just dead. <laughs> it's like mush. <laughs> I know, because you have to talk to so many people. You have to know yeah. exactly the right thing to say. You can't yeah. say the wrong thing at all. No, exactly. And sometimes it's really difficult because you don't know anyone. And you yeah. have to have the courage to, to walk up to people. Exactly. You know what I said once to my friend? I had been so busy that week and I was so tired and we went to shoot some content and then afterwards I was like, thanks for checking me out. (laughs) But I meant to say like, thanks for helping me out. And I don't know why I said, I was just so tired. And she looked at me and I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. That was so weird. (laughs) I was like, I did not mean to say that. It just happened. Like, it was a weird, and it's like so embarrassing to say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't mean it like that at all. Yeah. But it just came out so wrong. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You're overworked. I I was, but I wasn't really back then. I think I just wasn't sleeping that much then. Yeah. But yeah, right now I've never worked so hard in my life, honestly. Yeah, and that's when you can really see results, I think. Right well. now I'm seeing results, yeah. yeah. It's when you're working really, really hard. My content, my picture that I posted the other day reached 60,000 people. Oh, that's 60, amazing. 000. Is that your top photo, right? Yeah, it has like 6,000 something likes. That's so likes. good. That's but really it was good. like 58,000, no, not 58, it was like 49 or something thousand people that didn't follow me saw my picture. Yeah, that- and I was like, can you follow me? Like, yeah. all of you, please? Because I would love that. Yeah. That would be amazing. You know? I know, yeah, yeah. Photos that reach quite a lot, I, yeah, you tend to have a lot of people who haven't seen it as well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of good when you, if you're doing this, like, 
you want to do it full time, set up a business account, which you have to link your Facebook to mm-hmm. your Instagram. It's not hard. No, it's not hard, but that's the most helpful because you can yeah. see your insights and yeah. otherwise you have good. no idea how many people saw it versus how many people mm-hmm. engaged. And you know they're coming out with a new thing now? What Sophie already has it. You know, she, you can see where your, like, which one was your best hashtag. Really? Yeah, she has it on her phone already. Oh my god! So she showed me hers and her That's top so one was like Zara. On Instagram. Yeah, like hashtag Zara. It said which hashtags are reaching the most people. Yeah, I'm like, excuse me, where's my insights? Yeah. (laughs) Like only she got it. Yeah, we need to get that feature. It's so weird. They roll it out like to a few people. They test it and then they roll it back in. That that could be really interesting. They're so annoying. I do use hashtags after every post. Mm -hmm. I try to change it up a bit depending on if it's... The post. Yeah, Yeah. what the post is. If I'm in Paris, London, fashion, blah, blah, blah. So that would be interesting to know. I think when you hashtag Parisian style, it does really well. Mm, interesting. I follow the hashtag Parisian style. Every time something comes up that's Parisian style, I love it. I'm like, oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. I have to check that one out then. So nice. Always like berets and everything. Yeah. So much stuff that people, like From probably Paris, French people hate. Like, <laughs> yeah, like a baguette or like the Eiffel yeah, Tower. And yeah. it's like Parisian style. And they're yeah. probably like, oh, this is not <laughs> what we wear. You know, I saw this. Did I tell you? There's this like French um, blogger who was in um, Negan's commercial mm-hmm. um, oh, for Gazoo. Okay. And she was sitting next to me on lunch in Mauritius. Really? And I was like, that must be her. She looks exactly like her. Uh-huh. And then uh, I looked on her Instagram and she was literally like filming a story and put it up. And I was sitting there like, did you go say hi? Hi. No. <laughs> no, she she has like 100K or something. But it's, it's like. That's funny. Yeah, but she it's just that she's so like hot. Yeah. I was a bit scared of her. Because if, if it would have been someone that was a bit like cute, you know, like yeah. looks like, uh-huh, you know, like Okator. Yeah. I, I like talked, I walked right up to her because yeah. she looks so nice and like girl down to like, yeah down to relatable. earth yeah yeah a girl next door but this girl was sitting there like so cool with like her like nice like boobs and like <laughs> you know like i was like whoa you know i didn't yeah. want to go up to her she was a bit scary but yeah i saw yeah. her i was like that's her mom is her on this picture that's her stalker and she was like you know she didn't look like that in real life and i was like that's good thanks mom <laughs> yeah that was the only time where i've been like really intimidated she was just like so like Mm. hot you know yeah 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 that can happen too at events yeah if you end up at an event with a really big influencer like so Mm. many times but i I do try to say as much as possible because at the end of the day if they're at an event with me we have something in common exactly and you're there for a reason exactly but i walked i remember i saw johanna olsen Oh, yeah. And uh, her sister, mm. Matilda. I think it's Anna Matilda. I don't know. But I walked up to uh, Matilda first. And I was like, hi, in Swedish. And <laughs> she was like, oh, hi. Have I seen you before? And I was like, no, but I love your photos. Most of the time, they'll be super nice about Yeah, it. she was so nice. And Both that's of them how you make so friends nice. as well. Yeah. But, you know, then I was getting... I was went to my lash place. And they also go there, Savant. Oh. And uh, they ran in. I was like... I was on my phone, so they didn't see me. But I was like... Should I say hi? I don't know. I'd feel weird about it because I didn't want to be like, hi, I'm here again. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like a stalker or something. Much. Like, hello, I'm back. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's a bit too much, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't say anything. Yeah. I was just like, look down, look down. Mm. But yeah. Okay, okay, what are we going to talk about next? What's our next question? So, working with brands, maybe? Yeah. Okay. I think it can be really helpful. So how we do brand collaborations, how do they work, why do we get them? What's the difference between a collab and a paid part? That's easy, actually. It's just paid. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So there's like different parts of it. So collaboration may consist of... Gifting. A gift may consist of even a loan, potentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. May consist of, yeah, paid work or a trip where trip, yeah. maybe or stays or stays or experiences experiences yeah i do Events. mostly that experiences yeah that, mm-hmm. that's all part of a collaboration yeah they may be paid they may not be they may gift be gifted they yeah. may be given on a gift card budget it could be a lots of different things ways yeah but essentially it's one form of you know payment, payment. it is yeah, yeah to get you to experience or use the product and share it with share your it. audience mm-hmm. So the really important thing, which can get lost in translation, because, you know, mm-hmm. there's not always 100% of people who are super honest about things. Mm-hmm. They may never say, you know, that they've done a collaboration with a brand or whatever. They may act like it's mm-hmm. they've paid for it. They've decided to do it themselves. 
And they might also. I've never seen that happen though. Maybe I just don't. Maybe think about because it. you don't know if someone will post about something、mm. you and they don't mention if it's a collaboration.、Oh. You have no idea anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's really bad. So that could that could happen. I didn't. But know most of the reason why we do collaborations anyways because first of all, like I would never, me personally, I would never work with a brand that I wouldn't spend my own money on. Yeah, me too. I think too. that's super important, no、yeah. matter what it is. If it's an experience, if it's going to a、mm-hmm. restaurant, if it's receiving a gift like a pair of clothes or、yeah. going on a trip with a brand, I would never accept it anything. Yeah. Not let alone paid work if it wasn't something that I truly loved and supported. Like、yeah. the majority of the brands I work with, I like Thomas Sabo, and、mm-hmm. I've been buying their stuff since I was like twelve years yeah. old. Calzadonia as well, since I was so、mm-hmm. young. My mom's been using them. Yeah, you know there are just so many yeah brands like that. They align with you, yeah. That exactly. So it's like a collaboration is one of those things that we've mentioned、mm-hmm. that happens when. Your like you your style suits a brand,、mm-hmm. and a brand feels like you your content that you produce would、mm-hmm. be suitable for them and for their audience.、Mm-hmm. And most of the time, collaborations help like they start around new launches, new、mm-hmm. product launches, or new services, so they can get that you know marketed and pushed、mm-hmm. out there. And they use、yeah. influencers as a tool you know, to a do tool it, which makes it. sense. It's it's a really good way to get to market. Yeah, exactly. But you know, actually, I had、um, a bag company that came to me, and they wanted me to shoot a bag for Fashion Week, and they sent me a few different bags, like、mm-hmm. pictures of bags. Yeah. And they were like, "Yeah, you can choose from these." And there was one bag that I really liked, and、mm-hmm. they were paying me a good amount of money for、mm-hmm. to do this. And I was like, "Okay, I'll do it."、And、then they sent me, and they were like, "Sorry, you have to shoot this bag." And it was a black bag with like a bit of a strange design. And I told them, I was like, "I'm not going to do the work if、yeah. it's not with a product that I would." Buy or wear, yeah, exactly, or even loan. If I wouldn't pick it, or if I wouldn't want it, I'm、yeah. not going to show it to get paid for it. Yeah, and I, I did. I wouldn't do it. You didn't do it. No, no. I think that's really good, and that's、yeah. completely being transparent with you guys. That、mm-hmm. you know, like a black bag. I couldn't picture Anna. No, if you would see Anna posting a black bag on her Instagram, yeah, I'm getting paid like five k, guys. That's <laughs> that. You just got to support me. Yeah, if you see me with a, like a black bag, that's really ugly. You, you just got to support me.、Yeah. Just support me. <laughs> Be supportive. I'm getting paid a lot of money for that because <laughs> I wouldn't accept what I was getting now, and that was better than I usually get for、yeah. partnership. Actually, it was like 200 better than usual. No, yeah. So I mean, I've had so many situations、mm-hmm. as well where a company would come up to me, and the rate was so good, but no way was I ever going to consider it because、mm-hmm. it was a service that I didn't use. Like I think, yeah, not like to say slim anything bad. Or something. Yeah. Oh god.、Uh, yeah. No, not to say anything bad about any brand because everyone has their own brands they like.、Mm-hmm. But there are just some that don't align with us. Like I know I would、yeah. never represent like a dating app because、yeah. I'm getting married. So、yeah. that would be completely dishonest. I mean, I would. Bumble hit me up and paid me <laughs> paid me a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, Anna, Anna might that might be completely up her alley. But for Actually, someone like me, I don't know. <laughs> It's not really my thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's not really my my niche. <laughs> no, but let's say it is on a story.、Know? I mean, I would do it if they pay me a lot. <laughs> but I would do it because you know I've used it in the past. So yeah, if、fine. you've used it or if you would exactly. Yeah. See. Yeah. So that's kind of about collaborations and how they work and why、yeah. we do them. It's for a product. Yeah. For a service. And yeah, what else can we discuss about that? Really, I think that's the main、mm, experiences. I feel so.、Mm-hmm. Usually, whenever I do some things, like I get my lashes done with a company, yeah, and I also what else do I do? I go for this. Okay, so I was this weekend with my mom and my sister. We went to a spa. It's like my favorite place in the world. The people who work there.、Nice. Oh my god! The, I've been there like four times now. The person <laughs> who owns it, she's a doctor, yeah, and she she has been working in the industry for like forty years, and she's all about natural. Like natural beauty, so everything they do is no. They don't do like lip injections. They don't do fillers. They、mm-hmm. don't do anything like that. The only thing they do that is more like machine based is the LED light. But that's just LED lights. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They don't do any of this stuff. They work with natural oils and everything is like amazing. They did a hot stone massage、mm-hmm. on me. I mean, honestly, they're like、That、if I had like a good place. I know, and if I had any problem, this woman would literally. If I told her I'm having a hard time right now, could I stay at your place? She'd probably be like, "Yes, yes, <laughs> come in." You know, she's she's so sweet. She's Italian.、Yeah. She's amazing.、Oh, I love Italians. And、they're、she、nice. she's like she's just so good. She knows she knows so much, and her daughter is so sweet as well. She does all the marketing.、Mm-hmm. I love them. They're, they're amazing.、Nice. 
And I work with them. I even told her, I was like, you're the best brand I could ever work with, honestly. Yeah. In terms of this stuff. Like, you're perfect for me. This yeah. is exactly what I would go to. Yeah. No, I think experiences are really important. Like, yeah. I mean. To share them, too. Yeah. I would want to know about to... this place. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It only helps. I mean, I'm sure you don't get paid for it, right? No, but, I don't. I don't get paid for it. Yeah, but exactly. I do get treatments. But you go, you get treatments, yeah. but you go because you personally really love it and why? And it. you share it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get sometimes, like you go to events or you get gifted things, there's no obligation because you're mm-hmm. not getting any monetary value from it. Yeah, you don't have an obligation to post. But the reason why we share is because we really enjoy it and mm-hmm. we want to, you know, share that discovery with you guys and you might you know think oh this is great and it goes to this place it's in london it'll be perfect for me yeah or even when i tag for example so basically even this is like one thing if i go to peggy portions and i tag them it's most it's also for my value because if they tag me in their picture i will get loads of exposure right so i tag them for also like that's the thing for you guys because you would want to know where it is that's the thing. You yeah. want to know where it is. I pay for all my stuff whenever I go there. Yeah. But also so that I can get notice from them so I can get spread my content. Ultimately, what we want to do is just spread our content as widely as possible. Yeah. Yeah. That goes to another point about growing. Exactly. The more yeah. you do, you know, use tags and feature your, yeah. you know, do like location tags as well yeah. and try to it get works. brands to feature you, then it helps to yeah. get more exposure definitely for other people to mm-hmm. see and discover you. Exactly, but for example, if I would go, I went to a cafe and they had a really bad service and they were just really rude. Yeah. They had a really nice winter display, but I didn't post my stuff. I didn't even, I posted my story, but I said that they, they treated us really badly. Mm-hmm. And we will be honest about this stuff and honestly, brands know it. And uh, It's true, honesty is yeah. really important. You, yeah. I completely so I agree. never tag them. If it's a place where I don't enjoy going, I will yeah. not tag them. Yeah. No, I think that's yeah. completely true. Usually I wouldn't even post a picture because it yeah, just makes me feel bad. Yeah, if I have a bad, bad experience, I wouldn't even... Yeah. Either I would mention it and say I didn't really have a good experience or mm-hmm. I just would completely not mm-hmm. mention it and give them the exposure yeah. at all because I didn't have a good time and I want my platform to yeah. be like... Positive. Positive and happy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I want to be honest, but I don't want to go too much into negative. being negative yeah. because why do you guys want to go at the end of the day and see like me, me rant about something that happened no, in my wouldn't. day? Actually, I hate that. I hate, I hate, it. I hate it when influencers go on and be like, oh my god, this happened. I'm like, stop. Yeah. Nobody really needs that. Yeah, you just need positive needs news. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So if I ever post anything negative, it's a really bad experience. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> then I'm just trying to tell you, stay away. Do not endorse this brand. Yeah. That's like the only time I would post. If someone just didn't really treat me right, I don't really, I would never post it. But if yeah. it's like really bad, I will maybe post. I never usually do. But Yeah, no. Yes. Yeah. So that's that. What else? Brand trips. How do brand trips work? Maybe you can talk about this because yeah. I, I don't really do brand trips yet. <laughs> so brand trips work in the same kind of way as doing a collaboration. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, they're just like, it's because a brand has a new product or a service and they want to market it and, you know, show mm-hmm. it. But they also want to put you in a setting that's within their constraints. Like, yeah. you know, they've decided that they want this setting to be, I'll take an example, for example. For example. <laughs> For example, an example, okay. an example. <laughs> okay, this is a small one because I, I went away on trips like with Intimacy Me for like a few days. Mm-hmm. And so cool. I also went just on an overnight stay to a hotel in London mm-hmm. with a skincare brand called Face Halo. Mm-hmm. And I'll just use them as an example because they chose the London Edition Hotel in London. Mm-hmm. And they had their launch event like that night and then a launch breakfast somewhere else mm. and they invited a few influencers over yeah. to stay at this beautiful hotel in a really nice suite a nice room I felt so thankful honestly and for all these experiences trips collaborations it just makes me feel so grateful to have your support and to have built up this really nice community that is able to support me mm-hmm. to do these things and, and these it's fun cool as well. projects yeah. but yeah it's loads of fun because when you go on a trip they so they have this setting so like this was a hotel for example so they knew um, on, actually, when I went on this trip, I did have like a set amount of like posts that I needed to do. Mm-hmm. So it was like a proper campaign as well. Mm-hmm. But that meant that they controlled kind of the idea of where your posts would be. So they yeah. knew because it was a skincare product, you would most likely shoot in the bathroom of this yeah. hotel. And as long as, you know, I knew beforehand what I would be doing in terms of my content and I was completely on board with that and Mm -hmm. it suited you know my content and Mm -hmm. it suits their brand image then I would be yeah completely happy to do so but that's also why they take you on trips because they put you in this really nice setting that works for their brand and their marketing and Mm -hmm. also everyone that creates the content will have 
similar, mm-hmm. you know, so like it's like a style. bigger campaign. It's a bigger campaign. It's it yeah, unites it's more everyone. of a exactly. It's a bigger impact on the also the audience. Yeah. And it makes, I mean, it makes so much sense. And it also it makes, makes you more sense. loyal to the brand. It definitely. makes the influencer more oh, loyal. Oh, definitely. Whenever yeah. I go on a trip with the brand, I just feel so much more connected. Yeah. Like when I went away with Intimacy Me, we mm-hmm. went away for the purpose of their annual fashion show. Oh, yeah, it was so, so cool. Yeah, so we yeah. got to see a fashion show for their new lingerie and tights, and it was mm-hmm. really fun. And that was the purpose of being there. Mm-hmm. We were there with all other influencers from across the world who were their mm-hmm. ambassadors. I saw there were so many there. Yeah, it was huge. It was, it was really massive. great. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was to see the new collection, of course, mm-hmm. to share it with you guys from like, you know, what we see on the runway, mm-hmm. which will, is what will be in store in the next season. Yeah. And also to get content there that is in Italy, in their home country. Yeah. So they kind of just want to, you know, have a good group of influencers to market to all at once, kind yeah. of have from the same location yeah. so that it's not here and there so it is like what you said a bigger mm-hmm. marketing campaign essentially yeah. when you go on a and with trip. different styles as well people usually have yeah either you have really really similar styles or you have quite different yeah so ones. far whenever i've been away on trips like everyone had different, you know, different pretty much it was a mm-hmm. good range of people because they wanted to target different, different audiences. audiences yeah but yeah. then if you have a product that only works with one audience say maybe right. uh like a fluffy skirt they would never do a campaign trip for a fluffy skirt but let's say a a new a new perfume that's very girly they're not going to take someone who only does like really hardcore street style yeah you know they're going to take girls who have quite girly instagram feeds that are quite girly on youtube yeah so it all depends on the product and yeah how they feel like integrate well with you it's just like putting up a billboard you would Mm -hmm. never put up a billboard for luxury houses on like in in a really bad area right because it would just backfire on you yeah yeah it is like that it would backfire on you with like the people who are living in that area they would really feel that it's out of place and it's mocking and it would also not reach the art audience that would be able to pay for those Mm -hmm. houses you know it wouldn't work for anybody exactly so yeah it it applies in the same kind of way both it's both the responsibility of the brand to find Mm -hmm. the influencer who has the appropriate audience to then buy their product and it's Mm -hmm. the responsibility of the influencer to know when to work with a brand yeah to know if it's right for their own audience mm-hmm. and that's the only way a collaboration can exactly. work you know but when you see that if you see influencers who are posting maybe like a drink that is supposed to make you skinny and it's just mm-hmm. like these random advertisements that just like it comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. that's when you should there be... are some that come out of nowhere and it was a really big thing i'm seeing less and less mm-hmm. of it now to be honest yeah it was a big thing back when people started making money from instagram yeah. but yeah. now i think that it has gotten more competitive yes mm-hmm. but people have also gotten more picky. transparent and picky. picky i'm very yeah. very picky and i have been since the beginning to be mm-hmm. honest that's why i started earning so late yeah because i wanted it to always be the right consistent one. and well done and i think that's really important because yeah. then your audience aligns you with that company and you never want to work with a company and have your audience think like oh she worked with them mm-hmm. and you like, know it's mm, like a bit weird it doesn't work with us yeah exactly but now they also have new rules yeah, which yeah. Which have come in. Yes. So maybe yeah. we can talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's quickly. like our final point, basically, because mm-hmm. for anyone in the UK, you guys won't know it if you don't do social media yeah. influencer marketing. If you guys who listen are, then you'll probably already have an idea of this. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they've just been a bit more strict. They've set Very new strict. guidelines. So the ASEM, the CMA, which are like government-operated companies, Mm -hmm. they have set new guidelines for us influencers on how we market and declare what we get, what we do Mm -hmm. um, do. on social media. And the whole purpose is just to be more transparent, which Mm -hmm. I agree, but to some degree, because I've always been honest. Like, you guys who follow Mm -hmm. me on Instagram, you know when I've, like, receive something as a gift because I'll always show it on my stories and I'll say like thank you so much that brand yeah it's been gifted yeah or I've I always say say that too yeah Yeah. when I do a campaign collaboration it's always add um Mm -hmm. and when I receive a gift like most of the time I do even say like thank you to the brand in the caption if it's the first post I'm doing and then I'll constantly yeah (laughs) we have to tag them in there as well yeah in the caption you always have to if you have a brand post you tag the brand in the caption yeah yeah but now they've just become more strict. And I feel like it's a lot to do with, you know, maybe not everybody, maybe not the majority, but the mm-hmm. people who don't mention it and who aren't mm-hmm. as transparent, and, 
you know, it could be influencers or models or celebrities, but there's always people out there. And yeah. so they just wanted to put an end to it, I guess. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, yes, it's good. But in the sense that the people who have always been audience, honest, honest with their audience, yeah. it's a bit more difficult now mm -hmm. because technically almost everything we do is classified as an ad, even if we're not getting any money from it. Yeah, which is, I think that's wrong. I think that's a bit tricky because, mm -hmm. like, I agree with saying if a product has been gifted, gifted. Yeah, I think that's okay. Yeah, I think if we mention the brand, yeah, if we if tag we it just quickly, and because I tag, if I'm wearing a Zara sweater, I tag it. Even yeah, you'll tag Zara, it. but you bought it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's when the lines are a little bit blurred Crossed, because yeah, you know, you're not gonna tag that it's an ad with Zara because you never worked with them. But so it's a bit difficult right yeah, now. Yeah, so I don't know, it would be... Well, it only happened a few days ago now, so we'll see how... Yeah, we'll see what happens. This all goes along. Mm -hmm. I, you know, a big question is, do you think it will affect how people engage? Because now they'll be seeing ad gifted, ad loaned, yeah. ad... I don't for know. majority of the posts. I don't know. I feel like maybe they'll get used to it. But at the same time, I feel like it was already enough by saying ad for posts that we're getting paid for. Also, whenever we get stuff gifted, that we just hashtag gifted or something right. like that. So people can see that it is gifted, but it doesn't yeah. have to say ad, 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 because then what is an ad, you know? People are going to be like, okay, this is paid, this is paid, yeah, this is paid. Yeah, because ad, it's clearly an advertisement. And if mm -hmm. you're gifted something... And it's you not an advertisement. Yeah, I mean, it's not an advertisement. It's in the an same endorsement. Way. It's an, yeah, it's a brand endorsement. Yeah. But if you don't specifically, like for an ad with a brand, I might have to write in the caption more about that product and why I use it. Yeah. But if I'm gifted something, I don't have any obligation to do that. So I might just no. style it in my outfit. So it's yeah. an endorsement, but it's not an advertisement for the brand. In, it's an honest endorsement. In the same way, yeah. But I'm also endorsing Zara when I wear my Zara boots. Yes, that you are. Loves. Exactly. Yeah. The, the only thing that I think is a bit strange is if you wear a brand or feature a brand, but oh, yeah. you bought it yourself, you but you worked with. with them in the past, up to a year ago. And mm -hmm. I think that's a bit tricky. Mm -hmm. I think that's, honestly, that's taking it way too far. Yeah, I do I mean, think that's a bit tricky, but we'll see how, we'll see how, how it all go. pans out. I guess it can make sense in the grand scheme of they just yeah. want everyone to be honest on social media because, unfortunately, there are cases where people are not yes and so that makes that makes sense but yeah. it is strict and it is something we have to consider now mm -hmm. my main concern is hopefully that you know our audience will be super supportive and understand we'll that fine. we'll have to like mm -hmm. mention all these things yeah but yeah yeah so I mean we'll if I look at my past Instagram like the past I don't know 15 or mm -hmm. 20 photos I've only had two that were a paid ad yeah but I might have like 10 out of those 15 where someone gifted me something, gifted. but it's, I wasn't paid yeah. in any way. Because guys, how are we gonna, the thing is, our job is basically to inspire you guys and show new things and show new outfits that you can style different ways. And honestly, we cannot pay for new outfits every single time we show a new outfit. Right. We can't. I mean, we're gonna go completely broke. Exactly. To be honest, we will. There's Yeah, unfortunately, there's only a certain extent, like we earn, you know, money like everyone else. Mm -hmm. And can only buy a certain amount of things but because it's our job to constantly yes restyle new things is great so that you yeah. can see different ways of how to style the same mm -hmm. item i do that a lot yeah but there's only so much you can do like my yeah. closet in london guys it's so small really? i don't have place yeah i'll show you it's like the size of a door to go into my bathroom what? because i live in london yeah i can't have this extensive closet so yeah. sometimes yeah if i'm not gifted i'll also loan because yeah, it's a too. great way for me to you know, pick up on trends as well and maybe mm -hmm. things I wouldn't invest my money in. But also I personally love. Yeah. Yeah. And then style up for you guys mm -hmm. and, you know, to get more ideas. That is part of what I do. It's fashion. So yeah. it's inspiration. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you also have to keep that in mind that for us, getting things sent to us, I mean, it's, it's really exciting or like loaning things is really exciting. But I think of it more as an item that I use for my work. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, it's part of your work and that's how things are. No yeah. matter what, I'll always select, no matter if I'm loaned something mm -hmm. or if I'm gifted or yeah. if I'm paid, I'll always pick something yeah. that I love and would buy myself anyway. Exactly. If I don't, then there's no point. If I don't, then there's no point. Exactly. Exactly. Like I just got a PR in the mail and I didn't even want the stuff. I don't even think I'm going to show it. Yeah, that, that I don't does have happen to, as right? well. But there, no. You have no obligation when you're gifted yeah. to show anything. Because I didn't ask, you know, I didn't ask for it. They didn't ask yeah, me. So. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
And yeah, okay, okay. maybe we should <laughs> stop talking now. We've been talking for an hour and yeah, some time. Yeah, I hope this has been really interesting for yeah. you, though. We really went in depth on some topics, which yeah. I think is really good. Um, if you have any other questions that we didn't speak about, we could always add that mm-hmm. in another podcast episode. Yeah, so just so, let us know. Yeah, message us on Instagram. Yes. But we're going to end on a good note with yes. a little giveaway for you guys. Oh, so, oh yeah. Yeah, so never forget what we should probably mention this at the start yeah, of maybe our podcast. We should say, yeah, yeah. That we're gonna have a competition because mm-hmm. we have a competition every single week. Yeah. And you can win some really cool products. And yeah. guys, it's actually it's really done. easy to enter. It's so easy to enter. So let's say what this one is for this week. Mm-hmm. We have an Elemental Herbology. This is the brand. Mm-hmm. It's a balanced skin resurfacing facial pads. Mm-hmm. They are actually really good. They're and so cool. Yeah, so soft on your face. They use only natural ingredients. Oh, yeah. Combined with the latest technologies. And so yeah, nice. it's just great and perfect for removing your skin. I think there are tons removing of your pads. skin. <laughs> so good to remove your skin i'm so um, tired yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. it's really good for removing your skin <laughs> it's so good for removing the makeup off your of your skin, skin. oh yeah. my god i think it's time to end this podcast. i think it's time i think it's time to go <laughs> so yeah all you need to do to enter is follow us both on instagram mm-hmm. screenshot the this episode mm-hmm. and share it on your instagram stories yeah. tagging both of us and hashtagging girl talk mondays and hashtag giveaway, giveaway. yeah that's really important so we know that it's for the giveaway exactly but and yes yeah that's all that's that all from note, us <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it yes and we will see you in the next, next one's episode bye guys, bye.